This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Grace here, you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good Monday morning to you. I hope you folks had a lovely weekend. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are going to open the phone line immediately because I want to engage with you. We are on a backup number this morning, and I have a lot of topics to get to. I don't know how we're going to reach all of them, but we're going to try. The backup number to reach us this morning is 833-969-4447. 833-969-4447. So normally, folks, when on the weekends when I'm not working, I'm normally, call me an old man, call me whatever you want. I'm normally in bed sleep by... 9.30, 10 p.m., that's on Friday night, Saturday night, and then I'm back to work on Sunday night, going into Monday, tonight. So I stayed up last night in particular because I, I – and I knew I was right. Where I'm going with this is the Chris Rock situation with Will Smith. So for the first time ever, Netflix did a live broadcast. And I stayed up to see, one, were they going to have any technical problems? How was Chris Rock going to be? Was he going to be on his game? And, of course, we have all been waiting for his response to the Will Smith slap at the Oscars. It's almost been a year. And uh, in a moment, I'm going to start with our topics. But Chris Rock referred to it at the top of the show, and then he saved Will Smith for the end of the show. And he refers to it as... The exact terminology, he said that it was selective, and I'm trying to find the exact uh, word here, but he said it was uh, it was selective. Basically, he said that that um, that it was the entanglement. That's a direct word that he used. And I told you folks this, um, it's basically selective uh, enforcement, but. Uh, as I told you before, uh, what happened was um, Will Smith had had it with the entire rap community laughing at him because of a quote-unquote entanglement, and I'm being nice, that his wife was involved with. And uh, according to Chris Rock, the entanglement in- included uh, a friend of of their youngest son that she apparently, if you believe uh, Chris Rock, had an affair with. And the entire rap community had been laughing at Will Smith for years, and he lost it. And uh, that's what, according to Chris Rock, 
That's what he said uh, during his special. But okay, so that's it for Chris Rock, Will Smith. Uh, if you want to talk about that, we can, but we have a number of issues to get to, from Massachusetts to New York to the Senate to DeSantis in, uh, in California. And so Mayor Adams appeared Sunday morning on CNN. And Mayor Adams says Mary La- Mayor Lori Lightfoot's uh, loss in Chicago is a warning sign for the country. Here's the warning, Mr. Mayor. Progressive mayors that want to be social workers, the public is indeed coming for you at the ballot. Coming for you at the ballot. I want you to listen to what Mayor Adams had to say regarding Lori Lightfoot on CNN. Is what happened to her a warning sign for you here in New York? (laughs) To the contrary. I think it's a warning sign for the country. Uh, Eric Adams has been talking about public safety, not only on the campaign trail, uh, but for the first year. I showed up at crime scenes. I knew what New Yorkers were saying, and I saw it all over the country. I think, if anything, it is really stating that this is what I have been talking about. America, we have to be safe. And we do have to be safe. But the mayor, as I was watching this, I felt like it was a bit of revisionist history with the mayor. He he has been on the crime issue, but we've been waiting and waiting and waiting and month after month after month. Here's what he also had to say as it relates to crime on CNN. New Yorkers felt unsafe and the numbers show that they were unsafe. Now, if we want to ignore what the everyday public is stating, then that's up to them. I'm on the subways. I walk the streets. I speak to everyday working class people, and they were concerned about safety. We zeroed in on that. Unprecedented historic numbers of felony arrests, removal of guns on our streets, closing homicide cases. We have a recidivism problem in New York. And far too many people, there's about 2,000 people who are repeatedly catch, release, repeat in crimes. If we don't take them off our streets, They're going to continue to prey on innocent people. And that is exactly what is happening currently in the city of New York and cities and in states around the country. AOC, AOC. So we'll come back to Mayor Adams. The congresswoman, and I I try not to focus on her because, uh, frankly, it's a waste of time, but the congresswoman made international headlines when she wore that white gown gown with the words tax the rich to the star-studded Met Gala in New York in September of 2021. I know you remember the dress, if nothing else. But now congressional investigators have found, and it appears based on published reports, that AOC begged for the invitation to go to this event. But congressional Investigators have found substantial, quote, substantial reason to believe that AOC might have violated House ethics rules and perhaps federal law by accepting gifts associated with the event. Okay, so that's one part of it. But here's the doozy. Here is the doozy from AOC. I pick up uh, the papers over the weekend. And on Twitter... She was literally bragging about squashing the Amazon headquarters in Queens. Most of us 
would put our heads between our legs and just quietly go away. She was bragging about killing the deal. And this is what she said. This is what this congresswoman had the nerve to say on Twitter. Quote, when I opposed this Amazon project coming to New York because it was a scam of public funds, the whole power establishment came after us. In the end, we were right. That's what she says. Then she goes on to say, AOC, I know I'll never get an apology for that time, but it was worth it. So now remember, Amazon went to Virginia and thousands of jobs associated with it went to Virginia as well. And what she was trying to take credit for is is the second uh, headquarters that they were going to open in Virginia. Now, just imagine, maybe it's wishful thinking on my part, that second headquarter could have also have gone in New York. And so they're having Amazon a construction setback, which comes four years after the company wanted to build its second headquarters in Long Island City. And by the way, 25,000 jobs to the region. 25,000 jobs to our region. Amazon would have received $3 billion in state and local tax breaks, which some lawmakers thought was too generous. But 25,000 jobs right next to a housing project where Amazon was making a commitment to hire people also from the housing project, you don't think that that was worth it? Here's a story that I'm following closely, closely. Houston Gillibrand, the senator in New York, may be in serious trouble election-wise. Lee Zeldin can beat her. Zeldin, over the weekend, ripped into Gillibrand at the uh, CPAC conference on Saturday. Here's how he referred to to Senator Gillibrand. Quote, she's one of the laziest, most forgettable, unaccomplished senators in the country. It is a wasted Senate seat. And so already, Gillibrand is raising money. And I am telling you folks, because he should have been elected governor, should he challenge Gillibrand for the Senate seat, she may be in serious Trouble. Some New York court workers, and I'll have more on this during the Chronicles of Dominic Carter at 45 minutes past the hour. Some New York court workers that were fired for reviews for refusing COVID, the COVID vaccine. It's been determined that they must be rehired with back pay with back pay as a state board has scrapped uh, the mandate. And two other stories, and then we're going to get back to the top, and we'll start with your telephone calls. Again, you can reach me at 833-969-4447. This story is out of Rhode Island, and it's very hard to conceive and and believe here. So a Rhode Island mother, all she wanted to do 
was find out if area schools were teaching critical race theory. That's all she wanted to know. And she was told, this mom, Nicole Salas, she was told to put in freedom of information request, according to her, to find out what was being taught in the classroom. I would want to know as well if my kids are being taught critical race theory, because I would say over my dead body, absolutely not. It is time to find a new school. And so it is very hard to believe this, but according to this mom, the teachers union in Rhode Island harassed her and made her the topic of a secret meeting where 250 apparently teachers attended and they went after her. This and they, the union actually sued her. This is what she told Fox News. It must have been pretty disconcerting to see that you were the topic um, of this meet, secret meeting with your picture up as if you were some sort of criminal. Yes, um, this was a meeting that the teachers union had, an emergency meeting where they painted me like a wanted enemy of the state simply because I submitted public records requests. A teacher leaked these slides to me. There were 250 teachers that attended where they were alerted to me being an attack on public education. You know, these people present themselves as if they are pillars of the community when really they look more like psychopaths zeroing in on a target. The guy that made these slides is a middle school math teacher in my town, and he's acting like a psycho, pasting pictures of me, like on slides as if he's in his mom's basement. Like, who who does this to a person? Yeah. But this isn't about me. This is what the teachers union does. They target parents, um, and, and, and this is happening across the country. Happening across the country. All she wanted to know as a mom, and she has every right to do so, is are you teaching critical race theory to my children? And this is what happens. 833-969-4447. Folks, as I've often said on this program, I I, I spend a lot of time in Boston. And so I I have some friends that used to uh, work as reporters at the Boston Globe. And one of the stories out of Boston, and I I try to avoid race, but but this one stood out uh, to me. One of the stories out of Boston is that the convention center in Boston, there's an allegation of uh, discrimination against African-American workers, vendors, and convention guests, and employees are the ones making this charge against the Massachusetts Convention Center Authority. And this is 2023. We, we, we've got to move beyond this, folks. Things should be decided on merits, not race, on merits. And that also means that there should be no discrimination. And so according to African-Americans, they're alleging that the Massachusetts uh, Convention Center, they're alleging that there are no African-American people among the authority's 25 highest paid employees and no diversity officer charge with creating opportunities for people of color. And uh, the Boston Globe, and I'm following this story, received um, complaints. And so did the governor from several empo- employees of color 
that say they do not feel welcomed at this institution. And so the governor's office is reviewing the letter and will be reaching out to the employees to meet with them and hear their concerns. Everything should be determined on the merits. And I know, I know I've put a lot of issues on the table this morning, but these are the things that are of concern to me, uh, from AOC to Mayor Adams on, uh, on CNN this morning talking crime to the mother in Rhode Island who only wanted to find out if her kid is being taught critical race theory. And and I appreciate, folks, I'm about to start with your telephone calls. I appreciate all the tweets that you send to me because something that I found disgusting is a video. And it was a video of a little girl that was apparently, the caption said, that she was performing at a drag event. She was dressed as a little girl, and she was dancing, and the people around her were supporting her clapping. But what turned my stomach is when this little girl, she happened to be a little white girl, when she was done performing, she walked around the room, and people gave her dollar bills, just like is done at a strip bar. Now, what message is that sending the children? And what is that teaching that young lady about the future? Okay, let's start with the uh, telephone calls. Frank, Staten Island, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, good, good morning. Good, I'm the first one. Um, it's like uh, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez hates rich people so much. She really felt that this uh, that, that the Amazon... If it had taken place in Long Island City, would just simply make uh, uh, Jeff Bezos more and more rich. That's what she sees. She doesn't see workers getting jobs. She doesn't see people trying to make their lives better, but with the, by working for the Amazon company. No, all she—it's like a Marxist type of thing because she really is a democratic socialist. Tiffany Caban is the same way. They, that's how they see. They ruin the city. I don't know why so many women. Democrats are so bad. I mean, they could say so many bad things about Marjorie Taylor Greene and uh, uh, Lauren Boebert. Yeah, I understand that they're a little bit crazy and, and big mouth, but it's like 100% of the women Democrats in this country are just terrible on everything when they make the news. Why? What's the matter with all of them? Gillibrand is terrible, too. I mean, but you know what? I don't know if Lee Zeldin can beat her because of the Democrat voters. They'll get the, the Working Families Party get, uh, uh, going, and that's how Hochul won because of that, the Working Families Party. It'll be the same thing with Gillibrand, and she'll win again. Well, you know, it's interesting, Frank, what you just said. Um, I think that um, I, I really believe that Zeldin has a, a hell of a good shot against Gillibrand because, let's face it, uh, it, it's known among political circles that, if you will, she's not the hardest working senator. And it, it makes you wonder. I mean, we, we hear about Schumer all the time, but you never hear anything really about New York's other senator. And so what I'm trying to say to you is that I think that she is vulnerable. No, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. And I think that Lee Zeldin has tremendous momentum after his uh better than expected uh, showing in the uh, New York uh, governor's race. And, and you know, Frank, as it relates to uh, ALC, 
She's an absolute disgrace. There's no other way to say it. And I don't understand how anybody in their right mind would vote for this woman and vote for her to be reelected. I mean, all of those jobs, Frank, you just said it, all of those jobs. And I, Frank, I thank you for the call, and I hope that you have a great morning. All of those jobs that could have gone in Long Island City, and, and she said no. And to the and the nerve all these years later to actually go on Twitter and brag and say that I know I'll never get an apology. What, what lady, what planet are you on? You're not on the same planet with the rest of us. Let's go to John in Brooklyn. Good morning, John. What's on your mind? AOC is a perfect example why there should be a recall. I can't believe how anyone in the district could vote to have her reelected. Um, there's absolutely no reason why she opposed the Amazon deal. And then, of course, I think it's fascinating how being a sanctimonious hypocrite, she goes and brags that, oh, I want to go to the Met, and I'm wearing this this uh, fancy dress, too. So, Yes, and, and that, that's a great point, John. And now, now she's in hot water. Uh, for that dress, right? So, right. Look, look, look at, look at, look at how much is being a hypocrite. So, you apparently beg for a ticket, right? And you get the ticket, and then you want to slap the people in the face, you know, and make sure you make headlines. I mean, and and her district, the people in the district don't see what is going on. I mean, you know, I've, I've, John, I've listened to a number of callers here on WABC. State, what is it going to take to get people to wake up? And, you know, I'm, 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 I'm hopeful given what happened in Chicago, but we may be going from bad to worse in terms of, uh, uh, Lori, uh, the, the, the mayor there, uh, being gone with, with one of the candidates that's, uh, uh, Lightfoot that, that's up to replace her in this runoff. He's even worse than she is. And he happens to also be African American. So it makes me wonder. Uh, what is going on? Thanks, John, for the call. What is going on with our politics? Before I take a break, let's go to Al and Yonkers. Good morning, Al. What's on your mind? Uh, hi, Dominic. Uh, good morning to you. You know, uh, I just wanted to say I agree with you, you know, that with Lee Zeldin, uh, you know, Gillibrand, who was appointed by Governor Patterson, uh, she uh, she has low name recognition. She's not well known throughout the state and the country. And I think if Lee Zeldin did challenge her, uh, you know, that's a, a personal choice he has to make with his family and all because it's, it takes a toll running uh, statewide on the family. But he is to be credited with helping the Republicans uh, capture the House. Absolutely. Because candidates like Lawler got in due to his coattails. And uh, I think he would be a formidable candidate. You you agree, right, Dominic? No doubt about it, Al. No, thank you for the call. No doubt about it. Folks, I've got to take a break. When we come back, more of your telephone calls. The number to reach us this morning, a backup number, 833-969-4447. When we come back, more of your telephone calls. Talk Radio 77. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. 
From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back, folks, on this Monday morning. So if you go to my Twitter, Dominic TV, Dominic TV, I just retweeted from Norton. And Norton sends me uh, a couple of uh, of good uh, video tweets all the time. And so this one that I'm referring to, and Norton retweeted it, and I just retweeted it for you folks. The original tweet says, quote, Young girl performs at a drag event and takes tips. They're grooming children in broad daylight, and people act shocked when you hear stories about children getting molested. And I'm clicking on watch again right now, and when you click on it, you see the little girl, and she's doing a a dance. This girl is maybe eight or nine years old, and you would expect for everyone to cheer for her, right? We should expect that. But then she walks around the room and she starts collecting dollars. And, you know, she's, she's shaking her little body and so on. But, and, and it, and it looks like someone that, that is a, a, a transgender person is, is, uh, gave her some money. And why would you hold up dollars and give them to a little eight or nine year old girl? It's on my Twitter right now. This is among the topics that we are dealing with. Dominic TV, Dominic TV. You can go there and look at it for yourself. Let's go to Jacqueline in Brooklyn. Good morning, Jacqueline. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Um, Since you just mentioned about that little girl that was dancing at that drag place, um, you know the expression, the slow-boiling pot of water, you put the frog in the slow-boiling pot of water, and... Uh, people, if you give them a hand, they'll take the arm. Well, that's exactly what's going on here. Uh, they want to indoctrinate the children. This is a form of grooming, and they want society to view it as being normal. They want to normalize everything so that it'll be acceptable and no one will question it. That's exactly the M.O. of the radical left the digressive, regressive, Marxist, socialists, and communists. This has been going on for decades, and that's what they do. Jacqueline, explain this to me because I'm, I'm, I'm trying. Maybe, maybe I'm old-fashioned. Maybe I'm, I'm too conservative in, in, uh, in, in this as it relates to this issue. But I don't, I don't find it cute. With okay, a little girl's performing, dancing. She should be cheered. We, we, we should. We we should we should uh you know give her support, but to pass give her dollars that's something that happens in a strip club. 
please, Jacqueline, explain this to me. Well, like you, Dominic, I can't explain it to you because I have old-fashioned values, as you do. Um, again, they're trying to normalize it, and it, it's just not normal. It, it, you know, take it, take it one step at a time, and we'll bring society closer and closer to complete degradation. And that's exactly what's going on. It's not doing any uh, service to the children. It's doing a terrible disservice. You remember way back when that little girl, that beautiful little girl, John Benet Ramsey? Yes. Uh, she was one of those, uh, you know, they have the toddlers and tiaras type of things. We're these little girls, these tiny little girls. Some of them, they start them as soon as they're out of diapers, three or four years old. They dress them up like uh, a woman in their 20s, and they prance around. I mean, it's it's sexualizing a child. It's taking away a child's innocence. And, you know, yeah, Jacqueline, and, and you're stating it, and, and I, I happen to agree with you, but, I mean, this little girl, and so we, we see her, so she, she walks over towards some of the parents in the room, and she's shaking her backside. This is a baby. And so, yeah. and so my, my, my point is this. So let's say she's eight or nine years old now. So when she turns 18 and, and, and is uh, collecting dollars on a pole, what, what's the difference? Right, exactly. There is no difference. Again, it's normalizing it. And, and, and that, and they're trying to normalize pedophilia. Oh, not allowed to use that word anymore. They, they want you to, to use the term uh, a person with an attraction to children, like it's completely normal. It's not normal. This is what is part of what is breaking down society. No values. They've taken God out of everything, and that's all part of destroying society. Wow. Jacqueline, I I appreciate uh, your common sense approach uh, on this, but there's no way in the world, thank you, Jacqueline, there's no way in the world that if I was at this event, I, I could support something like that. And knowing me, I would probably say something to uh, to, to, to the child's parent. It, it's unbelievable. Please, folks, go to my Twitter, not simply to go to my Twitter, you know, but take a look at it for yourself, the video, and you tell me what you think is going on. We are taking your calls this morning, 833 969 Four 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 seven. I mentioned Mayor Eric Adams appearing on uh, on uh, CNN this morning. One thing I was proud about, actually, I should say Sunday morning, that I was proud about. He was asked about his policy of taking homeless people off the street against their will. Uh, if now remember, this is not all homeless people. It's only the ones that a team that includes social workers backed up by law enforcement that feel that they are a detriment to themselves, that they're dangerous to themselves, they're dangerous to others. And this is what he had to say on CNN. Can you actually just give a little bit of nuance there? So let's say the police see somebody lying uh, in the street in Midtown, wearing disheveled clothing, maybe mumbling to themselves, not necessarily bothering anyone. Will that person be taken in for treatment against their will? No, that's about a conversation. That's about building up trust. We see it every day in the subway system, on our streets. It's about building up trust. May have to visit them more than once, giving them socks, clothing, food. But if that same person has a 
a stick in their hand, a knife in their hand. They're yelling, they're screaming, they're unkept. Uh, they're clothing a soil. There's something wrong. Now, you don't wait until that person pushes someone on the subway system and then respond. No, we must be proactive to deal with this issue. So at least the mayor is not backing down on that. And, and, and in the end, it's helping the individual that needs the help. We see your telephone calls. Let's go to Norman in Brooklyn. Good morning, Norman. What's on your mind? Yes, good morning, Dominic. Um, okay, I was listening to my friend Jacqueline, and I agree with her completely. Um, there's a certain selfishness that exists among the uh, transgen or uh, drag queen community, which uh, they seem to be caring only about their own um, personal rights as transgen, and they don't seem to be caring about um, the degradation of young people. Um, they seem to that, – that's completely – out of their mindset, and uh, that's that's evidenced by that little girl that was getting dollar bills from them. Um, I, I just, I, you know, all that matters to the transgen community is their rights. They want to be accepted as being women if they're male to female, and be damned with the world. And uh, I'm frankly, I'm sick of it. I'm, I'm sick of I'm sick of their selfishness. I'm sick of their selfishness in sports. I don't know if you heard that uh, today, the sport that I competed in, they just uh, powerlifting. Uh, they just uh, permitted um, male to female uh, transgens to compete against biological women's, which will effectively destroy women's uh, powerlifting. You've seen it in uh, you've seen it in uh, in swimming. Yeah, and, Norman, uh, you're, you're joking, I'm right? You, you're their selfishness. Norman, you're joking, correct? No. Uh, now, uh, male to female, US, US, uh, USA Powerlifting, which is the um, uh, division which I competed in, it now allows uh, um, biological men uh, to compete against uh, who are, you know, declare themselves women. I'm not sure they actually have to go through the operation, uh, but to compete against biological women, which, I mean, they're going to kick their ass, essentially. I mean, they're going to be kicking women's ass. And... Uh, that's uh, I, I don't know what kind of honor is that. I mean, if, if, if I were to speak to a, a transgen um, uh, male athlete who just merely has his genitalia removed and is taking uh, estrogen, I would say, what the hell is wrong with you? What, what kind of honor is winning a plastic trophy for, for to, to beat a biological woman? I mean, there's just some biological, uh, biological realities I mean, it's going to effectively destroy women's sports. I mean, look, uh, the uh, let's 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 go with the WNBA. What is the tallest WNBA woman athlete? What six ten or something like that? And, and you know, meanwhile, a six foot six inch athlete, male athlete, biological male, can jump higher than them. I mean, if if biological uh, men are allowed to compete against by you know who who go through. <laughs> who become transgens can compete against women. They're going to destroy women. Hey, Norman, I, Norman, I, I just, do, do, do me a, do me a favor here. I want you uh, to stand by and I'm going to bring in David from the Bronx. And I want you to first, let's listen to what David has to say. I want you two to discuss this issue live. Uh, one of many that we're dealing with this morning, but let's say good morning to you, David in the Bronx. What's on your mind? Yes. Good morning, Dominic and Norm. Um, this is the problem that I have. And you didn't mention this, and I can understand maybe you hadn't even heard about it. 
there was a well-known conservative this weekend at CPAC in Maryland who said that trans people should be eradicated from society. This talk that I keep hearing from people that call your station is going to lead to violence. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. When you demonize people the way they're demonizing the trans community, and listen, I don't support some of this stuff, like with the athletes that are competing against girls, but we need to be very careful about the language we're using, because when you dehumanize people, you're subjecting them to potential violence. And I don't think the majority of trans people pose a threat to anyone. And to pretend that they do is being both dishonest and dangerous. So, David, let me let me ask you this before I go back to Norman. So you said you don't believe they pose a threat to anyone. So transgender women that compete against biological women, they're not a threat to those women and, and to the sport that they're trying to uh, take part in? Listen, I'm torn on that particular issue because I don't think it's fair. I think there needs to be a special category. And this is going to sound strange coming from me because this goes against everything I believe in. But in this particular case, there should be a separate category of sports for trans athletes because there's no way that you can have someone with male hormones and male physiology competing against girls. That is not fair to the women, and there is the possibility of, you know, someone who's physically much larger and whatever being a danger to girl athletes. And I I say this as an uncle of a girl that competes uh, as a track and field person. I wouldn't want her competing against some uh, biological man who says he's a woman. So that is something different. But this other thing, like with this drag show you were talking about, where, where was this? Was this even in the country? There are a bunch of these clips circulating on the Internet that aren't even from America. And then they're being portrayed like they're happening down the street from Americans, and they're not. Okay, where so was now, that? Okay, wait, wait. I, I don't know where it was to answer your question, David. Hold on. Let's listen to what Norman has to say. Norman, go right ahead. Oh, I absolutely agree with David. And um, I like David. <laughs> and basically, um, look, I, I'm talking strictly about sports. And so me and David are in, in agreement. And I, uh, I don't believe in demonizing people who are transgen. Um, I have a problem with the drag queen story hour things because I would have a problem with anything of rough sort of sexualized um, uh, things being exposed to children. Um, I would be against, for example, a porno star, male straight porno star, um, uh, story hour for children. I don't, I don't think it belongs there. But as far as I see no conflict with what David said, and I agree with him. Okay, David, you have the final word before I move on. Go right ahead, please. Okay, the last thing I'll say is this. I'm sure you remember Joan Benet Ramsey, who was murdered, uh, who was a, a young girl who was a beauty contestant. I find it interesting that people get upset about these drag shows and everything else, but they don't complain about these beauty pageants for young girls where they walk around in skimpy uh, swimsuits and things like that. If we're going to condemn the the drag shows and these other things, we need to condemn the beauty pageants. We need to be consistent. That's what I ask for, consistency. Because if you're against so-called grooming, you need to be against it in all cases. Okay, so here's the consistency as far as I'm concerned, David and Norman. I, I, I support the transgender community, but I do not support uh, the reading of story time to little kids, none of that. Uh, I firmly believe that 
it, children should not be exposed to that until they're adults and until they have the maturity on an individual basis. Thank you, guys. The maturity on an individual basis to handle something like that. We are discussing a number of issues. Mayor Adams says Lori Lightfoot going down in defeat in Chicago should send a message to the world. And I agree with the mayor. And the message is progressives are done. We it, we should be we should all be tired of mayors trying to pretend like they're social workers uh, followed up by the district attorney that's uh, the dean of the social work school. Life shouldn't work that way. AOC, AOC uh, under fire because she had the nerve. I could not believe when I picked up the papers on Saturday morning, and she issued a tweet saying that she'll never get a thank you for killing the Amazon deal. That has got to be the worst political thing locally that has ever happened. And we're not going to recover from that for some time. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. WABC. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. Some good news for New York court officers. Uh, Court workers must be rehired and given back pay with interest if they were fired because they refused to get the COVID-19 vaccine. That's according to the state's Public Employment Relations Board. Now, under the terms of the decision, the unified court system must immediately cease and desist from enforcing policies that require all non-judicial employees to be vaccinated or undergo regular testing. And so the bottom line is if you lost uh, pay, if you lost uh, vacation time, uh, back pay with interest is on the table and according to Dennis Quirk, the president of the New York State Court Officers Association, uh, one of 10 unions that challenged the mandate, this decision affects at least 25 court officers. A total of about 200 court workers were either fired or resigned or retired, according to Dennis Quirk, the president of the union. Let's go to our friend Audrey in Brooklyn. I haven't chatted with you, Audrey, for a few days. What's on your mind? Um. Um, I just want to correct folks. Um, um, Alexander Cortez is not in the district um, that um, Amazon Warehouse was going to be constructed. It was Carolyn Maloney. But um, it was a town hall meeting with the entire Long Island um, 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 neighborhood, and the residents rejected it because I have friends that live there. But um, I like her anyway. How was your weekend? My weekend was fine, but you, you say the residents rejected it. Well, I, I don't know. It was know. a town hall meeting. I have a couple of friends that lived in, the, in, the, in that area. And um, it was um, a fact about um, unionizing, and, and they disagreed because they wanted to split the warehouse between uh, Virginia and New York. And um, the 50,000 jobs were, were going to be just in New York. They were going to split it up. So I think it was oh, a good deal. Okay, okay but Audrey, okay, so, so what does the community have now? 
um, to have their life. I, I mean, I don't live there. It's, they don't have Amazon. It's not like they're not surviving without Amazon. It's just that the information that's being passed around is not is not correct, and I just wanted to correct that. Audrey, I love you, but I, I couldn't disagree with you more. You know, every time, but thank you for the call, Audrey. Every time uh, when I'm driving to work and I pass the uh, Bronx Terminal Market, I think about all the hoopla and the yelling and screaming that existed over building uh, that market. So when I drive past there, uh, there's a Target, and don't hold me to this, there's a Target, a Home Depot, uh, a couple of restaurants, a couple of stores, and all of this is for the community. And, of course, it's a business relationship. That's a given. But the community was yelling and screaming, we don't want this. But now it's thriving, and it's the people of the community that are benefiting. Sometimes, folks, we fight against things, and A, we don't know what we're talking about, but two, we don't stop and consider the loss of potential jobs. Jobs. And so Audrey just said, you know, that it wouldn't have been 25,000 jobs. Whatever. Let, let's 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 take her argument. And by the way, we're taking your telephone calls to the top of the hour. A different uh, telephone number this morning: eight three three nine six nine four 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 seven. Eight three three nine six nine four 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 seven. I'm about to go to Jack in Brooklyn, but let let's use uh, Audrey's argument for a second. Audrey's a good friend of the uh, program. She doesn't believe it would have been the twenty five thousand jobs. Using her argument. Let's say it was uh, 12500 Now, again, this is her argument. I'm not saying I buy it. But using her argument, for the people that live in the projects in Long Island City, there's still 12500 jobs, using Audrey's argument. And we want to block that because of what? Because of what exactly? Because of some lady that, frankly, has no business serving in Congress. Let, let's call it for what it is. AOC should not be in Congress. She won her election, which was a fluke, and she has been uh, reelected, right? Because we all know once you're in, it's very hard to beat an incumbent. But, okay, she puts on a dress that on the back says tax the rich. The rich. What, what else has she done for the community? What, 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 you hear those crickets? What, what has she done for the people that need her help the most? Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Marano and the other side of midnight. Let's go to Jack in Brooklyn. Good morning, Jack. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. Uh, do you think Andy Cuomo, any chance he would primary Gillibrand? Or is he going to wait uh, to try to be governor again in four years? What do you think? I, I, You know, that's a great question, Jack. I don't see Andrew Cuomo uh, challenging a sitting governor of his own party. Uh, because, uh, let, let's face it, Kathy Hochul uh, is going to be running for re-election. So I don't necessarily see that. He's already touched that fire, and he won't do that again. When when he wanted to run for governor and jump the the uh, the list of Democrats when McCall when Carl McCall was going to be the Democratic nominee 
and uh, he was basically scolded for that. Now, as far as him running against um, against Gillibrand, it's sort of the same scenario. I don't see him challenging a uh, sitting uh, incumbent. And so I don't think he will run against her, but I do think that Lee Zeldin has an outstanding chance uh, to take that seat. I think Zeldin has a tremendous political future ahead. I think he knows it, and uh, it's just a matter of time uh, to to the position that he wants that he's elected to. How do you see that playing out, Jack? I, I agree with you. I think Zeldin has a, a fine chance. I don't think Gillibrand's doing anything much. Right, right, right. A poor senator, yeah. Well, Jack, I I, uh, I appreciate your call, and we will find out uh, very, very soon how that's going to play out. Uh, Senator Kirsten Gillibrand, who was appointed uh, by uh, then-Governor David Patterson, who appears on the program here on the Casamitidis program here on WABC. Dominic Carter here with you folks. Until the top of the hour, we are still taking your telephone calls on a number of topics. There was also the Will Smith-Chris Rock situation. The number to reach us is at 833-969-4447. Chris Rock teed off uh, on Will Smith in his his, um, special that was broadcast live Saturday night. What I'm also watching, folks, happens to be Governor, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Uh, He paid a trip to California on Sunday and, of course, took the opportunity to knock uh, Governor Gavin Newsom on the Democrats' home turf. Uh, Ron DeSantis is the real deal. Governor DeSantis is the real deal. Uh, I don't see him as the nominee uh, defeating Trump, but I think that DeSantis has a very promising future uh, in politics. We all know DeSantis is eyeing a run for the White House. And uh, while he was in uh, California Sunday, he ripped Newsom for his state's recent population decline. And we all know the Sunshine State continues to gain uh, residents. And so it's going to be very, very interesting. All signs point to uh, DeSantis uh, running. We'll see what happens. Uh, CPAC over the uh, weekend, a former President Trump came out way ahead, and you would expect him to do so in terms of uh, the, their their selection process. And I am telling you folks, and I've been saying this consistently, the nomination on the Republican side belongs to Donald Trump. It is going to go to Donald Trump. I don't know what's going to happen criminally in terms of all the investigations, but should the first goal is to win the nomination. And once you win the nomination, anything can happen in the general election. There are some that don't like uh, Mr. Trump as far as his personality. But I am telling you, folks, if it is between former President Trump and it is between the current occupant of the White House, Mr. Biden, I believe in my political estimation of someone that's been doing this 
for close to 40 years that Trump will emerge victorious. And so we will see how this all plays out. Folks, you want to stay with us here on Talk Radio 77 WABC on this Monday morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Marano and the other side of midnight. And Frank Marano joins me right now. Good morning to you, Frank. Hello, Dominic. How was your weekend? Mine was pretty good. How about yours? No complaints. No complaints. No complaints. All Did good. you do anything good? Uh, you know, what was at uh, John Katsimatidi's book signing. Got to meet a lot That's of listeners right. who were there. And at then, the Ferry Hawk Stadium. Uh, yeah. Uh, the borough president, Vito Fasella, was there. Congresswoman Maliotakis was there. A lot of our great listeners as well. And then uh, was at a blood drive and a bone marrow uh, drive on Saturday afternoon. Met a lot of listeners there as well. And, uh, you know, just to spend some time with family and friends on uh, the rest of Saturday and Sunday. So it was a lot of uh, a, a lot to do in a weekend, but it was a lot of fun. Do do you give blood or are you, or you yeah, just... You know, actually, this was the first time uh, in 11 years that I was unable to give blood because they said my one of my blood pressure numbers was too high. Wow. So uh, and it turns out I, I that I it looks like I had some salt for and uh, too much coffee for breakfast and that boosted it because then I went and tested my blood pressure the next day and it was fine. So I was not able to give this time. So which I felt bad about. But normally I do. Normally you do. That's what counts. What's coming up in under a minute? All right. Here? We got four hours of just me. And just the callers. No guests, so I have some fun stories to tell. We have commendations coming up and uh, some interesting news stories that I observed over the weekend that uh, I'll share my insights on. And uh, hopefully hopefully people find it m- at least mildly interesting, and we'll have plenty of time for listener interaction as well. That sounds wonderful. So congratulations. You're now airing also in Atlantic City. That's right. Great radio station, WOND in Atlantic City. You know of my fondness for Atlantic City. So it's great to finally be on the air there regularly. And so what markets are you in again now? We're in Baltimore, Nevada, Anchorage, uh, Nashville, and uh, Atlantic City. Wow. Well, congratulations on that. Frank Marano and the other side of Midnight coming up right now. I'll be back again tomorrow. Same time, Alex Barnard is next with news headlines. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.